episode 278 of the Pilot the Pilot podcast takes off now. Fly with Garmin Avionics, then grab your mobile device and make the Garmin Pilot app your cockpit companion. Get advanced functions you'll use before, during, and after every flight, including updating your aircraft's databases and logging engine data to plan, file, fly, log with Garmin Pilot. Aviation, there's a new offer from SiriusXM. Make sure you upgrade your next flight without upgrading your plane by getting the Garmin GDL52 portable receiver. The GDL52 has ADSB traffic and weather plus SiriusXM weather and entertainment. It has Bluetooth and works with Garmin Pilot apps. For a limited time, you can get a $300 rebate on the GDL52 plus it comes with a free three-month trial of SiriusXM's weather and entertainment. I love flying with SiriusXM, and it's honestly one of my favorite features about having the G5000. So the GDL52 will offer you a very similar outlook on the weather, and also get to listen to some awesome radio stations on SiriusXM. So check out the GDL52 at aopa.org/siriusxm. The Pilot to Pilot podcast is brought to you by Learn the Finer Points. Use the link below to save 10% off their ground school app. I'm Jake Walker. Um, I fly PC-12s and soon to fly Sky Couriers out in Hawaii. Aviation, what is going on? And welcome back to the Pilot the Pilot podcast. This is the last episode before Oshkosh. I don't know if I'm scared there, but it is the last episode before Oshkosh. And it is a new one. Congratulations. We have a new podcast. Uh, we are scheduling a lot that are coming out soon, hopefully, recording this week and recording some more Oshkosh as well. My plan is still kind of up in the air, but uh, hoping to finalize those here soon. I don't know if I've done this in the podcast, but I am currently waiting on a week. I haven't done anything in two weeks. I'm just kind of hanging out at home every single day. I have to call in a CPM and be like, hey, am I working? They say no or yes. And so far it's been no. So um, we shall see how it's going to work out, but we're going to make it work. Uh, Today's episode is an awesome one. If you remember a couple years ago, we interviewed a very, very young Jace. Jace was a pilot who was flying a PC-12 and doing some cool things. Well, he went out to Hawaii and he is flying PC-12s. And now we are talking to Jake and Jake also went out to Hawaii. He's flying PC-12s and he's actually going to be flying Sky Couriers. If you haven't heard about Sky Carriers, it's a brand new airplane, pretty much made for FedEx, but they're going to be flying them out in Hawaii. So it's a pretty cool job. I mean, just imagine being 22, 23, flying in Hawaii and those are your best friends. Honestly, it sounds like the best job in the world, and there's no reason to go to the airlines and you just have that for the rest of your life. But, you know, pay where it helps to. So, Aviation, I hope you enjoyed this episode. It's a cool one. It's always talking. It's always fun talking to someone that's kind of in the grind right now and building those hours and getting the hours for the training job. So, any further ado, here's our buddy Jake. Jake, what's going on, man? Welcome to the Pilot the Pilot podcast. Hey, Justin. Thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, this is what, like almost a year overdue, I think, maybe? Yeah, <laughs> Getting to yeah, that time? finally found a time to get it done. <laughs> yeah. Um, ever <laughs> since this whole like year, yeah, my life's just been a mess. So just trying to get things scheduled yeah. and things to work out. Uh, sometimes it's all about the timing and you said, Hey, you still want to do it? And I said, yeah, I'm free. Let's do it. And then what? I didn't have my headphones yesterday or Emmett hid my headphones on me. So I had to go buy some new ones. <laughs> and now here we are recording the podcast. So I'm pumped, man. It'll be yeah. a cool story. Hey, we're here, man. That's yeah, all that matters. That's all that matters. <laughs> I am intrigued. We can also get into this later, but you are flying or going to be flying a Sky Courier. Uh, mm-hmm. You're probably one of the first pilots to get typed on it outside of the test pilots for the Sky Courier program. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, brand new airplane. So it's interesting. The training program is still kind of 
I mean, they've got in set pretty good, but uh, yeah, there's definitely still some things that are all over the place, but most of it's like, you know, they're still just doing a lot of adjustments in the training program, but. Are you excited yeah, about the Sky Courier? Yeah, I'm really excited for it. Excited to start building that multi-turbine time. There you for go. The most part, but, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cool, man. Well, sweet. Well, let's take it all the way back, man. Let's take it all the way back. When did you know, or what was kind of the moment where you realized you wanted to be a pilot? Um, I would say it was sometime, probably when I was in like junior high. Um, really came from my uncle. He was kind of the inspiration. He's a corporate pilot. He flies out of Eagle, Colorado right now. But uh, yeah, he was kind of the inspiration. I saw his lifestyle and was like, damn, that looks really fun. So and I'd start flying. What was it about the lifestyle that kind of got caught your eye? Was it just the fact that he does cool stuff, you know, takes off uh, out of Colorado airports and small jets and flies wherever he wants? Or was it the actual, just like, um, just the actual lifestyle being gone and traveling? Yeah, just being gone, traveling, um, seeing cool pictures on the plane. Just, uh, I don't know, just everything about it kind of intrigued me, you know. Was he <laughs> the only pilot in your family? Um, no. So it's kind of in the family line. Uh, my dad flew, he wasn't, he didn't fly for a living. He just had his private license, but, uh, my grandpa actually owned like a little cargo business way back in the day. But, oh, nice. uh, yeah. So kind of in the bloodline, I guess. Yeah, definitely. That's cool. Um, so figure out you want to be a pilot or have some kind of idea. I mean, everyone in junior high has an idea that they want to do something, but actually going after it. Was there anything in between the idea of like, hey, my uncle has a pretty cool life. I want to do that to, you know, high school, to colleges or to whatever, to where you are now where you were like, oh, maybe I'll do something else. Yeah. So actually there was, I think it was like probably my sophomore year in high school. Um, they like introduced an aviation like class, which hadn't been done. Like it was the first one. So um, I saw that on like the list or whatever, list of classes. And I'm like, oh, let's try that out. I've always wanted to kind of fly. Um, and just love that class. It was my favorite class and uh, met some cool people through that. I wanted to start flying at that point, but I was, I played baseball in high school and was going to play in college, but didn't really have a whole lot of time to start flying. So yeah. put it off till I got out of high school. I get that. What was the, um, so starting offering an aviation class in high school, what was kind of the the group of people that they got? Did they get a lot of people to show up? Because I'm thinking about me uh, in high school. And I I mean, I would think that was cool, but I can't imagine many of my other friends Mm -hmm. are like, yeah, let's go to the ground school. Yeah, no, I mean, I think I had one friend that went to the ground school. I don't think he flies anymore though. Um, Actually, I have two friends. One of them is uh, just starting his flight training. And then I just met like, two or three other guys in that class. And one of them flies for Breeze right now. Not sure what the other one's doing, oh, cool. but I think he's still flying. So yeah, honestly, guys, I still talk to to this day. And was it just a, a typical, you know, like aviation one-on-one type class where you just go over the basics or was there any kind of yeah. um, intro to flight yeah, at all? Super or basic. Okay. Um, super basic. They actually prepared you to take the written. I didn't take it when we got done with the class, but um, theoretically we could have passed it. Yeah. <laughs> Get out but of the way, they, right? they couldn't have us actually take the written after like taking the class just because I was out of their kind of curriculum or guess yeah. or whatever, I guess. Now looking back now, obviously you're you're at a pretty good spot. You know, you're building your hours, you're you're getting it done. But do you look back and wish you would have started flying in high school? You know, looking back on how baseball, yeah, I guess I haven't gotten to the point if you played in college or not, but I wish that I would have flown a little bit earlier. You know, you just feel like you could have a little, you could be a little more advanced in your career to where you are now, right? If you were to maybe start flying at 16, 17, 18 and all that kind of stuff. Do you wish you would have, or are you glad you kind of took your time with it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, 
I don't wish I would have. It would have been nice, but you know, baseball is just such a big part of my life, and still, I mean, it's not today, but I still love it. But no, I, I wanted to give it all I had, and so I'm glad I did that and then started playing after high school. I think that was the best route for me. What position did you play in baseball? I was a pitcher. Nice. So, yeah, I was a lefty. Oh, sweet. That's what's up. Well, I'm a lefty, but <laughs> I was a lefty. Now I'm a righty. That's why I didn't make it. <laughs> Um, yeah. were you, did you throw heat or what'd you do? What'd you have? Do you have some good pitches? No, or what? dude, I, I'm not that big. I didn't throw heat. I just kind of diced it around the plate. That's awesome. Through curveball, stuff like that. Yeah. When I was a, a fresh, baseball is my best sport. I don't know if this is making the podcast or not. We'll see. But baseball is my best sport. When I was a freshman in high school, I was still like 92, but I didn't start oh, playing okay. football until I got to high school essentially. So the changing from football to baseball throughout, throughout my, um, that year kind of messed up my baseball, um, accuracy. So I just went all in on football and took it as far as I could take it. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. 92. That's pretty good. All right. So you take this aviation ground class, uh, you're playing baseball. What, uh, when did you actually start to fly? I started flying right out of high school. Um, there was a couple of schools I was looking at as far as like going to college and one I could have flown at and played baseball, but decided not to do that because my uncle gave me this opportunity to move out with him in Colorado and he's a CFI. So uh, he gave me a place to live. I moved in with him, just started flying. We rented a plane from the local uh, flight school. He trained me for free. So honestly, I can't thank him enough for that. Like I, I'll forever owe him for that. But uh, we just rented the plane and his, uh, his boss had some cool airplanes that I got to hop around in with him. So honestly, I got super lucky with my training. So super, super grateful for that. Now, how's the dynamic with family with training? I always imagine if Emmett, my kid, wants to be a pilot or even my wife, Christina, I don't think I would be able to actually train them. So I don't know if it's different, if it's an uncle, like there's a little bit of a different relationship, but uh, I'd imagine if it was me and my kid or my wife, it's a non-starter. There's no way. No, I mean, and honestly, it worked out really good. Like, don't get me wrong. He was hard on me, but I think, I think at the time with my background in baseball, I was used to like coaches yelling at me. So like him saying, Oh, that landing wasn't very good. Or why are you doing this? Was But I'm good at taking that kind of criticism. So I feel like that helped a lot. And the dynamic really wasn't weird at all. If anything, it built our relationship because now we can just go back and forth all day long. What was the toughest part about your training? Toughest part. Um, Honestly, I did a lot of my training through COVID. So just staying consistent through COVID was honestly the toughest part. Just being like, oh, I need to go home for a little bit or I need to come back, do some more training. Um, yeah, I would say that was the toughest part. Yeah, because especially when you're not consistent with it or say like you end with a bad flight and maybe you have like this idea like maybe I am not going to be a professional pilot. Then you go home yeah. and you know life gets a little bit easier. You're just hanging out with your old friends. Yeah. Oh, maybe I'll go play bait. You know, just kind of like... Especially at the time when the... Okay. No, keep going. Uh, Especially at the time when the industry wasn't in such great condition, Um, it was definitely a little harder. But I knew I wanted to do it, so so I keep tracking on. So, what kept you motivated then? Was it just the fact that you knew that this is what you wanted to do, or was it you kind of had like foresight where you're thinking, "Hey, this is going to be a good career. It's going to bounce back. I'm going to make a ton of money one day, hopefully." Or um, what was it? Yeah. Well, it's what I knew I wanted to do. I love flying, so I kept wanting to do that. But also other mentors just being like, yeah, it'll bounce back. You just got to be ready. Yeah. 
it'll bounce back and yeah. also go back to the crapper eventually. <laughs> just how it is. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> just is what it is, man. Um, cool. So training with your uncle out in Colorado, I cannot imagine. I start. I did my private pilot training in um, Columbus, Ohio. Uh, winters were terrible. So I can't imagine you flew much in the winter in Colorado. Honestly, the winters were, yeah, there was obviously days where we couldn't fly, but we still flew quite a bit. The winters actually were a little bit better because an eagle, the density obviously gets so high in the summer that you really can't climb at all. So in the winter, when it's nice and cold, you just got to get up there and find a nice day to do it. But uh, honestly, yeah, it really wasn't all that bad. That's good. I just imagine The summers that. were the worst, though. Turbulence? Yeah, turbulence, just in a single-engine airplane at Eagle, Colorado, like, 7,000 feet. It's not climbing at all. It's not that much fun. Yeah. I don't know how many people listening to this have been Eagle before, but there's quite a bit of mountains in the area. Like climbing pretty quick is, is advised, I would say. <laughs> yep. There's, there's a lot of mountains, a lot of downdrafts. So definitely, definitely learned a lot about that, which made, made me a better pilot in the end. So out of all, out of, let's see, out of Eagle, Rifle, and Aspen, I would much rather go to Eagle than the other ones. I would yeah. Say. Yeah. Eagle's better than those. Aspen's tough. Um, Telluride's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> I've had more issues with Aspen than Telluride, but it's just really? because of the weather conditions going in there than what they were. Uh, yeah. Aspen, Telluride, whenever I've gone, it's always been a nice day. Where Aspen, it's always just getting your butt kicked. It's like, should we go? Should mm-hmm. we go? We shouldn't go. We should, should we go? We shouldn't go. You know, just one of those. Yeah. Yeah. It's just in Telluride, you get that, if you're on final and you get that downdraft in a small airplane that can really, it can really scare you. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Did you take some trips out to Telluride? Yeah, I did a few, did a few more because I instructed out there as well. So I, we, I do like mountain training courses for people that have never flown in the mountains, and we'd go to Telluride and be like, "You're gonna want to be higher on this final." And then they figure it out eventually. Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, unfortunately, some people don't. Like, there's a, some points you get in a spot where you can't get out. Like Telluride is a very unforgiving place. Yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously to the point of you know being safe, but you definitely want to, definitely want to teach. What's your um? For anyone listening, uh, this might be helpful. Maybe they want to go to Telluride one day. When we were doing aerial survey, we're in a 206 and we were in Durango, Colorado. And my buddy was like, hey, let's go to Telluride. I was like, nah, dude, let's not go to Telluride. We should not take this (laughs) ratty 206 to Telluride. So we didn't do it. But say I'm listening to this podcast and I want some tips on how to have a safe flight in a Telluride or just flying in the mountains in Colorado in general. What would you say? Go on a nice day and go early in the morning. (laughs) <laughs> what about on the way back you go to tell you right early it's really pretty you have lunch you're like dang it now it's like 4 p.m now what do you do yeah <laughs> and will go in the well, morning <laughs> make sure it's still nice and stay yeah. high <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so. that's funny yeah it's um it's an interesting place to land or it's an interesting interesting place to fly land everything because you know when you're flying i'd imagine when you're flying a single engine plane over those mountains there's really not many places to put it down yeah yeah no we try to stay over areas that'll It'll allow us some sort of out, but that's not always possible. Usually it is as long as you're not flying over canyons and stuff, but try to make it as safe as possible. What um what was your initial goal when you started flying? Like uh when you were with your uncle, your first flight, did you want to be just like him? Did you want to be an airline pilot? What did you want to do with your career? Mm-hmm. Yep, I wanted to be just like him. I wanted to play corporate, um, preferably like for a private family or something, but honestly, any sort of corporate job. Um, that's kind of changed. Not really. Like I would still love to do corporate flying, but definitely open to like airlines or something else, you know? 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, especially with how much airlines are paying, it's like, all right, yeah, I can, yeah maybe one day I can buy my own jet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, all right, so you got all your ratings in Colorado, and then you did CFI. Did your uncle give you the CFI rating as well, or did you have to go somewhere else to get that? No, I actually went to a little school in, where was it? In Lodi, California, which is up towards like Sacramento area. Um, it was a little like accelerated school. I went for like three weeks. Met a bunch of cool guys, hung out, studied hard, and just knocked it out. But yeah, that was that was definitely pretty tough. So, is your uncle a better CFI than that program, or would you come back and be like, you know, you're really not that good? I didn't really learn that much of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, he he was the one that kind of motivated me to go down there, just because he'd been out of the game for a while. So he's like, the best way to do this is probably just to go down there. You're gonna learn a ton. It'll help you out throughout your career. So, what was your toughest check ride you took? Uh, the CFI. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, imagine. yeah. I didn't take my CFI, thankfully, because I got an aero survey job. I did not want to be a CFI, but I would imagine that would yeah. be the toughest one. What was tough about it? Yeah, was actually, it just preparing for it or was it the actual check ride itself that just sucked? Um, honestly, preparing for it, just because you don't know, like the oral is so long. You kind of just have to prepare for everything. But honestly, just being in that group of guys, like there was seven or eight of us. And like everybody's just embracing the suck and just get it done, you know. It's the best way to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It helps a ton. How long did your oral come out to be? Ooh, I think the oral was probably like it was a while ago. So I think it was probably like four to five hours. Sheesh. It's like, what yeah. else do you have to talk about? Like you know? two hours. <laughs> oh my god. You're like, can I ask just... you questions now? I don't know what you know anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like, all right, we're gonna talk about everything in yeah. this. Or what? <laughs> All right, so you get your CFI. Uh, did you have a job lined up or did you have to go job hunting after that? <clears throat> no, I did not have a job. It took me a while to find a job because I wanted to move back to Utah where I was, where I grew up. Um, so I was trying to find a job in Utah and there was absolutely no instructors being hired in Utah. So I went back to the school in Colorado that I originally rented the plane from and was like, hey, you know, do you guys need any instructors? And He's like, yeah, you want to get your double eye? I'm like, will you give me a job? I'm like, he's like, yep. So I got my double eye and started applying for them. You had to, did you have to pay for your double eye or they pay for it for you? Um, they fronted me the money and then I like slowly paid back like half of it, I think. Yeah. Because some programs are different. There's some programs will pay for it. So, I mean, it's just. It depends yeah, on who I the person is in charge. Job, <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, hey, I want to make some money here. Yeah, I want to get paid to fly. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. Um, so did you have any other, like a lot of people go to Florida, California, you know, Arizona. I feel like not everyone stays in the Colorado, Utah area to go instruct. But uh, did you look into those at all? Or were you just kind of like looking at what you knew before you kind of went out and, and searched throughout the country? Yeah, I, I did look at them. but. Honestly, I liked Colorado too, and I would be building a lot of hours. So I'm like, you know, like might test something new. And plus, um, my uncle's boss was actually getting the multi-engine airplane that I was able to get a lot of multi-engine time, which helped me get into the sky career now. So looking back on it, it was the best decision. Yeah, absolutely. And then I'm guessing you were able to live with your uncle again, so that helped out too. Yep. Because yep, absolutely, CFI pay in Eagle, Colorado is uh, is not going to do you very well. No, no. I mean, it's better than most places, honestly, just because the cost of living is so yeah. high, but it's still not great. So did you go skiing a lot while you're there? Were you a big ski bum or are you just flying and that's it? Yeah. Yeah. I grew up snowboarding in Utah and then 
went in Colorado. So yeah, that's kind of what I grew up doing. What's better, Utah or Colorado for snow snowboarding? Uh, probably, I don't know. It's hard to say. Probably Utah, just because just because everything's closer to like the city. Colorado, all the ski resorts are like three hours away from the actual city, unless you wanted to live in the mountains, which um, is a little bit harder, a lot more expensive. Yeah, definitely. All right, so you're CFI now, and you got your first student. What was the, kind of the adrenaline rush for your first student where you're like, oh, shoot, I got to actually teach this person how to fly. I'm responsible for making them the pilot they're going to be. Did you think about that at all, or were you just kind of like, all right, let's go, bro, get in the plane? <laughs> yeah, man, I was so nervous, to be honest <laughs> with you. <laughs> I was freaking out. But honestly, yeah, I feel like the first couple it was fine. But yeah, that first one was definitely nerve-wracking. What what did you do to overcome it? You just eventually realized, like, you know, I got this. It's nothing I can yeah, do. Yeah, just relax a little bit, breathe. <laughs> yeah, I'd be afraid that they'd be and, like, all right, Justin doesn't know anything, so I need a new CFI. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, that was definitely was a concern, but I don't know. I was pretty confident that I knew. So, uh, but luckily, the first student I had was actually a pass on student from the previous instructor, and he had had like quite a few lessons, so that helped out. Definitely. What um what was your least favorite part about being a CFI and your favorite part about being a CFI? Let's see. Least favorite part was probably hmm, honestly just the dynamic in Eagle with because it's kind of an older community, so it's kind of that that learning barrier was a little bit harder because like you get this old guy and most people most people up there have quite a bit of money and they're like oh what's just what's this twenty one year old kid gonna teach me. Um, but, uh, so yeah, that part was a little tough, but my favorite part, like most people up there were great. So my favorite part was just building relationships with those guys and seeing like someone go from not knowing how to fly an airplane to landing it, to flying by themselves and to getting their license. It's like, that's a, that's a really cool feeling. And you, you remain friends forever. Yeah. Who in, who are you training? Cause I imagine Eagle, you know, you have to be pretty wealthy to live there, obviously. And I imagine that a lot of people there are, there to ski or they're just hang out. They're not there to like kind of get your private pilot license essentially. So was it a lot of like private instrument commercial or was it mainly like go do some tour or some mountain flights, um, just fly when people are there? What, what was it kind of like? Um, we'd have a lot of people, we advertise like an accelerated instrument school. So we had a lot of people come in from like other States to do instrument stuff. Um, we also had a lot of locals that would just want to learn how to fly. You know, they're, they're getting older and they want to, they've never planned before. I always thought about doing it. So they decided to start. Um, but yeah, a lot of that. We did a lot of mountain training too for people coming out of state. So get to fly around to cool airports like Leadville and Steamboat and all those places. But yeah, that was kind of the dynamic. How many times does a student try to turn you into a mountain? Uh, too many. <laughs> way too many. You Especially probably, when there's wind and you're like, this yeah. isn't going to end up good. You need to go this way. <laughs> it's like, hey, dude, I don't want to die today. Can you please turn? Yeah, <laughs> let's not do this. Yeah, I mean, when we think about it too, like there's a lot of times when you're doing private training, essentially, uh, they lock up, right? Like they just kind of get behind the airplane. They forget what they're doing. Just kind of throw their hands up in the air. It's like in flat Ohio, you can afford to do that. But in the mountains of Colorado, you know, your forgiveness time is a little bit less than it is than down in Ohio. So I'd imagine that makes things a little bit more interesting. Got to be on your toes. Yeah, absolutely. Got to be, got to be ready. How long did you CFI for? Uh, I CFI for about a year. How many hours did you build when you were doing it? I left, I think I showed up with like just, over 250 probably like 270 
And then I left with just under a thousand. So. And were you trying to get um, out that whole time? Were you like, all right, where's my next job? Like at 500 hours, were you applying everywhere? Or were you, you kind of there just to, until the perfect job came up? Yeah, I was kind of chilling until I was about, because I was getting time in the multi as well. Um, so I was kind of hanging out. Then about like 800 hours, I started throwing some applications out. What were you looking for? <laughs> Honestly, man, anything. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this job in Hawaii popped up. They called me. And I was like, that'd be perfect. So. How do you, so, all right. So tell me about the job in Hawaii. Like, how did you find it? Did you go to climb365.com and cipher through all these random job postings and click on it and apply? Or was it just like a friend of a friend saying, Hey man, come play here. It was actually on Indeed. I found it. Oh, no way. Yeah. Just, just went on their, I think it was on their website. went on there and put out a resume. I think it was like, it wasn't like two months later and they called me back. Um, and I honestly forgot about it. I was like, what is this company? I had to look it up after they called me asking for an interview. But um, yeah, that was, that was where I found it. it was on Indeed. That's awesome. I don't think I ever looked yeah. at Indeed.com for any kind of aviation <laughs> job. Hey, man, when, hey, you're, yeah, when you're looking for jobs, you know, you got to do what you got to do. But that's cool. I'm glad yeah. you found that. Let's take a break and hear from our sponsor, RAA. For pilots, career transitions not only come with new professional challenges, but also major changes to your personal life and your money. As airline specialized advisors, RAA is here to help guide you through each financial transition with clarity and confidence. Starting with three free planning tools available at raa.com slash pilot to pilot, including from the right seat to the left seat, your guide to key financial factors to consider when upgrading a captain, which is very beneficial for me because I'm currently upgrading a captain, from the left seat to the back seat, outlining smart tips to help pilots and spouses make a smooth adjustment to life and retirement, plus a 401k calculator that lets you see how a change in seat equipment, or early retirement could impact your retirement savings. Download the complete toolkit for free at raa.com slash pilot to pilot. Then schedule a complimentary consultation with an RAA advisor today to learn more. Check out raa.com slash pilot to pilot. Now back to today's episode. What was, um, what was the phone call like? They're like, hey, uh, <laughs> no one's applied. Can you come fly here? Or are they really, uh, I mean, I just imagine that it's only certain people will take a job in Hawaii, right? Like it sounds great. Sounds cool, but not everyone's in the, the part of their life where they can just go move to Hawaii. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's where I got lucky is because I, I didn't have anything else to do, but cool. yeah, they kind of just called me out of the blue and they're like, Hey, are you still interested in, in uh, this job out here? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, you want to come out for an interview? I'm like, sure. <laughs> so <laughs> that's kind of how it came about. What, um, was there any promises with the interview? Cause you know, that's not the closest flight in the world. It's not the cheapest flight in the world. So I'd imagine that, uh, either if they paid for your flight, it was a pretty big deal. Or if you played for your flight, it's like, Hey, I'm like here, like I'm not going back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nope. They, uh, there was no promises, but they did pay for the flight. They paid for hotel and, uh, paid for food, Ubers. Oh, so dang. That's I good. was kind of surprised by that. Honestly. Yeah. Absolutely. It's like, wait, I need to work for them. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> they like saw. Yeah, I can fly a sky carrier. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Uh, they put you in economy, or they you know they get you a nice seat, or what? Oh, no, I was, I was, <laughs> a, I was a coach, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's cool, though. Um, what was your first? Or I guess the better question would be, what was your expectations going out there versus like the reality of it that went out there? So, did it live up to your expectations? Was it? Did it exceed your expectations? Because most of these first jobs you get, you know, they're like, man, I might die in this airplane <laughs> rather than like, all right, let's build time and get out of here. So tell me a little bit about that. No, it definitely exceeds my expectations, honestly. Cause I was, I was thinking the same thing you were, but, um, 
Yeah, they're operated under Western Aircraft, which is a super reliable like maintenance. Uh, they do a lot of PC-12 sales. So I knew they were pretty good on maintenance and everything like that, but I went out there, saw the whole operation, um, excuse me, saw the planes. And uh, there was a couple of pilots just sitting in the lounge, like talking and met them and everybody seemed super cool. Um, guy who did my interview was super cool. So I was like, I honestly was like crossing my fingers the whole plane right back that I got it. What's the, what's the mission of the company? Like, what's the actual flying? Are you doing tours? Are you flying the actual people to and from different islands? Or what you doing? Yeah, so we're we're pa- we're flying passengers to and from Lanai for the most part. Um, once in a while, we'll get charters to a different island, but it's mostly to. Uh, so when you buy like, like a hotel, there's only one hotel on Lanai. It's the Four Seasons. So when a customer like buys a hotel at the Four Seasons, the plane ride kind of comes with it. So it's just like a luxury vacation spot. This is up. So I need to look at the four seasons and then you'll fly me out there. <laughs> yeah, dude, absolutely. Pro- send a request for me. <laughs> yeah. I probably need a little bit more, uh, need to make some, a little bit more money to get the four seasons, but you know, here we can dream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, so that's enough, cool. So you're, you're essentially just flying people to go to the four seasons. Yeah, absolutely. That's pretty much it. One, we'll fly like workers and stuff out there because, um, not a lot of people live on the Island. So we'll fly like workers out there in the morning, but other than that, it's all, customers for the four season thanks so then then you, there's a sky courier for the same thing uh yeah car, sky courier will be for the same thing um we'll fly eventually i think we'll fly some cargo out there but yeah i'll be doing pasture flying in that and are you gonna have the opportunity to ferry the plane from wichita to hawaii or no um i don't think so i think they've already chosen a guy from our company to do it and then they're having they're having another like ferry pilot out here that's done a couple ferries out to Hawaii. That's cool. So, that would be, yeah, that'd be a wild I'm not going to get to do that. <laughs> Maybe it's for the best. You never know, but like still it'd be yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, definitely. That's cool. Um, so overall, how long have you been in the company for? Um, let's see. I started in October of last year. Nice. So however long that is. What's been the most challenging? What's been the most challenging part? Because I imagine the fun part is obviously, or maybe they're both fun, but uh, being in Hawaii, probably just living there, that's got to be a lot of fun. Surfing, being at the beach, whatever you might want to do, that's probably got to be a great time. And being young and being in Hawaii has got to be amazing. But flying-wise, what's it like? Is it, I mean, I've been to Hawaii one time and it didn't rain at all. So I assume it does rain there and there can be challenging weather. But talk to me a little bit about what, what's going on with the flights. Yeah, weather's mostly... Always nice. Always be a park. Once in a while, we'll get some, we'll get some clouds that pop up and have to actually shoot an approach. But yeah, the flying's super easy. Um, planes are super nice. Honestly, there's really no complaints. The hardest part about, you know, taking the job and moving out there was just, I, I didn't know anybody who lived out there. I was kind of just going out there blind, just leaving friends and family. And in Utah and Colorado was the hardest part, but. I met so many great friends as soon as I moved out there. Like Jace, for example, I met him probably like within two weeks. And he's like, Oh, Hey, like, you want to go out tonight? I'm like, yeah, man, absolutely. I need, <laughs> I need somebody out here. <laughs> it's like, you don't seem that weird, but let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Do you ever, when I, so when I did aerial survey, it was kind of similar. Like it would obviously be windy and stuff, but we didn't really fly too much in bad weather. We didn't go around thunderstorms very often just because we, the conditions had to be pretty good for the photography. Do you, and, and when I was doing that, I was like, I feel like I'm like not necessarily cheating myself, but I feel like I need to get the weather experience. Do you ever wish that you had more of like a, I mean, 
wish is maybe not the best word, but do you ever wish that you had the the experience of uh, deviating around thunderstorms or kind of like that grind at all? Or are you pretty happy just building your time like this? And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Like flying to Hawaii would be sick and the airlines do not care. No one's going to care. They're going to hire you no matter what. So, or you can stay there for the rest of your life, whatever it is. But do you ever wish that you had kind of more of that, uh, that experience to build? Yeah, absolutely. Um, there is days where I'm like, wow, this is, this is getting kind of boring. You're flying back and forth, but uh, that's a good problem to have, honestly. But yeah, there is, I do wish it was a little more challenging because I miss like, miss having to actually like deviate, deviate around thunderstorms, like you say. I got that experience in Colorado, but uh, it's kind of gone away, which isn't the best. But um, I'm actually going back to Colorado after I get done with uh, flight safety here in Wichita just to go fly around for a little bit, hang nice. out with my uncle for some time. That's so, awesome. That's do some cool. more challenging crap flying. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah. What, tell me about a typical day. So just walk me through, like, when do you need to, when do you typically show up? How many flights a day do you do? What does a day look like for you? Yeah. So we work 16 days out of the month. Um, two of those days are standby if we don't pick up any OT, but, uh, yeah, I usually show up. My schedule goes, you can bid for different lines, but my schedule goes, I show up around like eight o'clock. Um, and then usually we're never there past like four or five hours. So usually off the plane by like two or three in the water by four. Um, so pretty easy schedule for the most part. And that's like a, that's like a, you know, longer day, honestly. But, um, yeah, it's obviously all, we're not scheduled. So it's all uh, passenger dependent, but yeah, usually honestly the schedule can't get any better. How many flights? Like what's the max amount of flights you've done? Um, I've done four round trips before. So eight legs, but that's like, a lot. Usually it's two round trips. Um, but, uh, yeah, most, I would say like 90% of the time we're doing two round trips. And how long is the flight? So like each way, like, like 30 minutes. Oh, nice. Okay. So it's not bad. Yeah. At all. It's pretty short. That's, that's not a bad way, man. <laughs> um, no, I can't complain at all. Yeah. I mean, maybe you're not building flight time as fast as you want, but you're definitely in a good spot to kind of chill and build it. <laughs> yeah. And there's, there's give and take with that. Like I'm not building as much flight time, but I'm flying nice airplanes. Yeah. The maintenance crew is great. I have a great schedule. Absolutely. Great friends. Like the guys I fly with are all super cool guys and gals. Um, Probably the most fun so, you'll have in aviation. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a lot of fun. You'll go to the airlines. You'll be like, wow, this sucks. <laughs> yeah. Go back. <laughs> there's actually guys that do that in the company. Like, yeah, they for get sure. To the airlines, I'm like, man, I don't know. Go back to an I. <laughs> Not surprised at all. That's funny. Yeah. Um, talk a little bit about kind of what your goals are. Like, I mean, you don't want to say how long you're stay at the company. I want them to listen to this, be like, oh, he's leaving tomorrow. Let's fire him. But uh, what's <laughs> like, what's your end goal? Is it still corporate? I mean, we kind of touched touched on it just a little bit, but mm-hmm. airline, you know, what kind of airline are you looking at? What what would you want to do? Or like um, corporate, NetJets, FlexJet, or is it more just a private family? Yeah, no, I, I still wouldn't mind to do corporate. Um, obviously I'm not in any rush. I love where I'm flying right now, plus with these new airplanes we're getting. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like my focuses have kind of shifted towards like flying for Hawaiian or something like that. But obviously corporate still, I, I just learned in this industry not to make too many plans, honestly. Yeah. It's smart. What's, yeah. do you know anyone from that company that has gone to Hawaiian? Is it easy for someone that's from, um, the other part of the country? So not necessarily Hawaii to work for Hawaiian airlines or does it make it pretty tough? Um, I don't think it's that tough. They're kind of picky. Like they want you to have mainline 121 experience. So a lot of the guys from our company will go 
elsewhere, like somewhere on the mainland, fly for a little bit and go to Hawaiian. But um, yeah, that's kind of the process. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, which, how, how young are you? Um, I just turned 23. All right, so yeah. I mean, if you take a year or two years and go back and fly through the crappy weather in the north, Northeast, I think you'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got some time to figure yeah. out. Like I say, I'm in no rush. I yeah. like where I'm flying right now. That's cool, man. Uh, well, that that's awesome. I mean, what you've been able to kind of do in your career, short career now, someone like me or someone that's in their like 40s or 50s is probably like shaking their fists at the air just because like the industry <laughs> is just so different than what it was. Um, yeah. When I started flying, it was a terrible time to fly. Flight instructors are making like 10 grand a year, if that. Mm-hmm. Um, no jobs. Your first job was like at Great Lakes. I don't know if you ever heard of Great Lakes, the airline. Mm-hmm. That's probably, good thing. that's probably a good thing if you haven't. It was called Great Mistakes. <laughs> that's what a lot of people called it. But Oh, nice. Yeah. Like <laughs> it was just not a good environment to be around. And everyone was telling you not to become a pilot. Just don't do it. Um, and everyone's also be like, well, there is a pilot shortage. Like one day it will get better. And everyone's like, it's not getting better. This place sucks. Don't do it. Yeah. But it's just so different now, which yeah. is great. I mean, it, it shouldn't be bad mm-hmm. for everyone. It should improve and it should only get better. So you pretty much can choose whatever you want to do. And as long as you don't do anything too stupid, you'll, you should have a good career. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. And I, I've been super lucky. That's why I'm so grateful to really everyone that's helped me out in my career. And I really just hope to pass it on eventually, you know, take someone in and teach them how to fly, give them their start. Um, so yeah, that's what's really cool about this industry. Honestly, just everybody's trying to help each other out and you don't get that in a lot of other industries. With someone, someone's going to listen to this and probably hit you up. Be like, dude, I want to do what you're doing. What's their, let's say they're 16, 17, whatever it is. They couldn't be baseball and love baseball. Just like you, a mini Jake. But let's talk about what would you (laughs) recommend to them? Yeah. What would you tell them to do? Like, would you tell them to follow the same route as you, you know, see if baseball works out, you know, it's a short life. See if you can make it work. Or Mm -hmm. would you be like, Hey man, if you're going to be a pilot, like go get it done. Like go start flying now. Try to juggle as much as you can right now. Um, just how would you tell yeah. them to go about it? I mean, it's really on a per person basis. Like, I feel like everybody knows at heart what they want to do. But yeah, if, if I had to go back and tell me, like, yeah, obviously keep playing baseball. I'm super glad I did that. Gave it my all. But um, yeah, if you're just like, oh, it's not really my thing. Like, I kind of want to start flying. Like, you get two both. I mean, it'll be a lot of work. But um, yeah, honestly, couldn't, uh, couldn't be more grateful the path I took, honestly. Yeah, definitely. I got a couple of rapid fire questions for you. I don't have them written down because I have, my phone is dead, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I remember most of them. So you ready for them? All right, let's do it. What's your favorite airplane of all time? Favorite airplane, the old G1, like the original Gulfstream with like the twin turbo props. Nice. I think that plane is just beautiful. I saw one randomly one time in Galveston, Texas, when I was down there for aerial photography mission. <laughs> so yeah, that's the only time I've ever so seen sweet. one. Yeah, they're, they're it's definitely in, like you don't. It's just wild thinking of a Gulfstream without jet, without two jet engines on it. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's cool. Definitely, it's cool. Yeah. What's your least favorite airplane? Least favorite. Um, or ugliest, I, guess I should say. I might get some heat, but the Piaggio. Hey, that's my, <laughs> least, that's my least favorite. That's yours too? Yep. Yeah. Cannot stand it. That's funny. A lot of people like it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it for how ugly it is, it does perform well. So that's probably what they like about it. But you yeah. gotta, you can't yeah. overlook the looks, you know? It's like judging a book. You got to judge that plane by the cover, what it looks like, not mm-hmm. what it can do underneath. <laughs> 
Um, what's one thing you've learned that you surprised you about the aviation community or the, just the aviation in general? Um, just how cool pilots are. Like most pilots are just like, honestly, just super cool dudes. Like just bros you want to hang out with, honestly. What's your favorite aviation book if you have one? Ooh, aviation book. Um, I don't know. I don't know if most people have read it, but it's called Moondog Flight Academy. I do not promote anything in that book, but <laughs> it's just funny stories. Like it's all, all cool. It's not, they're not all true stories, but they're just funny. If you've ever read that one. Favorite airport you've ever landed at? Favorite airport, uh, Steamboat Springs. What's your least favorite? Um, let's see. Uh, that airport down in Lodi was just the runway was very sketchy. <laughs> what is your most memorable flight? Uh, most memorable flight. <clears throat> let's see. That's a tough one. Let's see. Probably one of my first flights out in Hawaii, just realizing where I was at and how lucky I was. You're like, I made it. I'm doing it. Yeah. I'm getting paid to fly. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What, um, who's one person in the industry you'd like to meet most? Could be living or they could have died. Like to meet most. Um, let's just go with the average one. I'll, I'll, I'll say solely. I, I know everybody's going to call me basic, but whatever. <laughs> hey, man, someone's got to be basic. Might as well be you, right? <laughs> Embrace <laughs> yeah. the basicness. All right. Let's say you're, uh, you're flying back home or no, sorry, you're flying to Hawaii. You're in Colorado. For some reason, you got to, Say you're in LAX, you're connecting to go to Hawaii. What's your mm-hmm. go-to food to grab before you go on a flight? Oh, probably, probably Chick-fil-A. What's the most annoying thing a co-pilot can do while they're flying? Most annoying thing? Yeah. Uh, honestly, just sit there and... <laughs> honestly, just sit there and talk about, like, like, nonstop talk about flying. Like, talk to me about <laughs> something else, you know? Mine's when they eat and they keep the mic hot, and you're gonna see them chew the whole time. It's like I, uh, yeah. I am going to kill you. Actually, I haven't had that much experience with that. Honestly, we don't really eat. We don't fly for long enough. That's good. You will eventually. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The when, mics in their mouth. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. It's like you know you can turn that off, and they're like, I don't like turning it off. It's like okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking my headset off. <laughs> right. Um, would you rather flow over mountains, beaches, or the city? This one is like. You have actually flown over pretty much everything. So I guess you can even say you've flown over water with mountains on it. So that can count too. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the beaches. There you go. Um, let's see. What else do we got? Is there anything you regret in your career so far? Or has everything been kind of gone how you would like it to go? Um, I just like, like I said, through COVID, I wish I would have been a little more consistent. So that would have gotten stuff done faster. But, um, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. And what's the biggest win of your career so far? Uh, sorry, say that again? What's the biggest win of your career so far? It's so like the best moment. Biggest win? Um, probably getting this opportunity in the Sky career. Just because getting that multi-turbine time, I know it's going to be super valuable. Definitely. How's the training been? I know we kind of touched on it a little bit, but uh, like going to your first kind of multi-engine turbine plane, you know, uh, is it a type rating? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's a type so your first type, um, essentially, right? Yeah, first type. Yeah, how's it been? Uh, it's fair, it's a fairly simple plane. Um, it was built for FedEx, so they they wanted everything super simple and it, uh, being able to fly single pilot. Um, 
just a lot of just a lot of the ground stuff's annoying. Just sitting and memorizing stuff I've been, been trying to do. And being in Wichita, honestly, this place is this place is miserable. There's absolutely <laughs> nothing to do here. It's not that bad. They got a little baseball yeah, team. It's, so bad. it's not Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, they I guess the minor league team will be in town next week, so I'll probably yeah. go catch a game. There's a, I don't remember what it's called. I don't know if it's like old Wichita or what, but there's just one little cool area with some decent food and stuff. So it's not terrible. You could be, there's a lot of food out here. Yeah. yeah. The food's not terrible, but yeah, it's not, yeah. it's not Hawaii. That's for sure. That's true. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm being ungrateful. Yeah, you are. Come <laughs> on, man. You gotta love Wichita. It's probably going to be there a lot. <laughs> it's all right. I got another, I, yeah, I got another, another week or so. There you go. That's awesome, man. Well, that's pretty, oh, I guess I wanted to ask you one more thing. I know that if I told my mom I was moving to Hawaii, Pretty when I was 22, she would be like, "What the heck? Like, did I really like? Why do you hate me? All this kind of stuff." What was your mom's reaction when you told her you're moving to Hawaii? She was happy for me. She only wants the best for me. So. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, she was happy. She always, you know, tells me she misses me, but she knows I'm having fun out there and living the dream. So, uh, yeah, she's happy for me. Tell them to stay at the Four Seasons so you can fly in there. <laughs> yeah, honestly. I don't know if you can. I don't know if you can uh, pull that off, but <laughs> pull some strings, man. You've been there long enough to get some relationships yeah. and other people. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the honor. <laughs> that's the stuff. Well, cool, man. Well, hey, those are all the questions I have for you. So I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Uh, I think it's really cool just to see you living your dream and making aviation look fun. Uh, so keep on doing it. And remember, this is probably the most fun you ever have in aviation when you're flying for Hawaiian or United or whoever may be hating your life at 380 going around thunderstorms. Just remember these days. <laughs> All right. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thanks for having me on. And yeah, honestly, man. thanks. I listened to the podcast a lot when I was flying, I know, and had a lot of motivation. So thanks for doing this podcast. I think it's helping out a lot of people. I appreciate it. Did you listen to Jace's episode before you met him or after you met him? Dude, I listened to that before I met him and I got out here. And, um, apparently I had sent him a DM before <laughs> and like kind of asked him about like flying for critique. And so I got out here and like, we followed each other on Instagram. He's like, did you DM me at one point? I'm like, did I? <laughs> so yeah, that was kind of funny how we put that together. That's funny. You're like, wait, were you on the podcast? That's why I know you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. funny. That's cool, man. Well, I'm glad I could, uh, could help, uh, with the icebreaker for you guys. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Man. <laughs> well, cool. Well, have a good one and study hard and get it done. Cool. Thanks, man. Appreciate it, Justin. Yeah, man. Anytime. Have a good one. Nation, that's a wrap on today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you do enjoy it, take someone's phone and subscribe to the Pilot Pilot Podcast. Whoever it is, whoever look to your left right now, see someone with their phone, take it, subscribe. Let's get them on the Pilot Podcast. Also, check out a new email. It's going to be justin at pilotpilothq.com. And make sure you check out my Instagram. So on Wednesday or Thursday, we should have some sort of an announcement here soon. So some new swag is on. But Aviation, hope you're having a great day. And as always, happy flying.